time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. All right. Welcome to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and joining me. I'm Jeff Kinley, and I am very excited to announce that October is going to be a very special time for the Vintage Truth Podcast. And I've decided to dedicate this entire month to uh, just the idea of mystery. You know, October is sort of the beginning of the fall season and, you know, Halloween comes up at the end of the month and that type of thing. And so I thought, gosh, it's kind of a creepy month anyway. Let's talk about some mysterious things. And, And of course, at Vintage Truth, we talk about mysterious things as it would relate to the Bible. And so I'm dubbing this month Mystery Month on the Vintage Truth Podcast. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of mysteries that we find in the Bible. And you know, the Bible is a book that is full of mysteries, of conundrums, of paradoxes, of antinomies, of things that that are very deep and some things are unknowable and other things seem to be unknowable. And we're going to dive into those deep things this month. We're going to have about eight different sessions together just talking about some of these truths that are really below the surface. They, they're they kind of underneath the water where the light doesn't shine or at least doesn't appear to shine as clearly as in other places of the Bible. You know, some parts of the Bible are just really easy to get. You know, I mean, it's not that they're not deep, but you read them and immediately you understand what they're all about. For example, you take a verse like John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We, well, we all get that. That's kind of those easy things. We read a verse like you know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I won't have want for anything. You know, Things like that just kind of immediately touch us. But then there are other things if we just stop and ponder what they're all about. Suddenly we start to scratch our heads and we go, you know, there's something more to this one here. This is a true mystery. And sometimes when we face these mysteries of God, it causes us to to really doubt even sometimes because we think that if we can't figure it out, well, then of course there's something wrong with it, right? I mean, surely God wouldn't give us truth that would be hard to understand or would require some study or some thinking or or maybe there'd be things that we face in Scripture that we see a truth over here on the left and we see a truth over here on the right and the Bible says that they're friends and yet they seem to be irreconcilable. How can this be if this over here is also true? And so there are all these different mysteries that we encounter in the Word of God. You know, I think about a couple of scriptures in the Old Testament that come to mind. I think about Deuteronomy 29. And in Deuteronomy 29, of course, that's the, um, the Pentateuch. And the Pentateuch is a part of, the, it means five books, a part of the first five books of the Bible that Moses wrote. And some people would try to tell you that Moses did not write these books, that someone else wrote them, because obviously Moses couldn't have known these things, right? When you believe in a supernatural God and the inspiration of Scripture, then obviously Moses could write anything he wanted to because God was giving him the inspiration. But here's the deal. 
Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of this law. You know, even in the Old Testament, was God, when God was giving his revelation, there were things that didn't make sense to them. I mean, things that were just real mysteries to them. I mean, think about it for a second. God tells you, as a Jew, living as a slave in the land of Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world, he tells you to go and kill a lamb and splash the blood on the doorposts of your home. And if you do that, then God won't kill your firstborn son. Okay. And then all of a sudden, there's wailing throughout all of Egypt, and suddenly you realize, oh, wow, it worked. God saw the blood, and he passed over our house. That's Passover, right? And then God says, okay, I want you guys, I know you don't have any weapons or anything. I want you guys just to walk out of Egypt and follow this shepherd, this sheep keeper named Moses. He's going to take you out of here. And you're like, oh, yeah, sounds good. So you follow this one guy. There's about two million of you, by the way. And you follow this, this long train out of Egypt and you get to this impassable sea. I mean, just picture in your mind the Mississippi River. Okay, you get to the Mississippi River and there's no bridge. And there are no boats. And Moses says, hey, no worries. God's got this, right? So all of a sudden, your faith, the faith you are placing in God and in God's representative, all of a sudden it comes to a place where you just think, nah, this is not flying. There's a problem here with my faith. And there's mystery there. There's Why would God lead me to drown in this river? And so... You don't know what's going to happen. Then all of a sudden, Moses raises that stick of his, and here comes this giant blast of wind. I think it's Exodus 15, 8 that says it was a blast from the nostrils of God. That's another mystery. We call that an anthropomorphism. It means that when we assign human-like characteristics to God in order to Help us understand something about how he works. So in other words, God puts things in our language so that we can understand things that happen in his world, right? And so God didn't really blow something out of his nostrils, a wind. You know, he, he held back the sea. And this great wind came. And of course, you know the story. The children of Israel and the adults, they all walked across the Red Sea on dry land and were saved. And then God caused the great walls of water to come collapsing down on the Egyptian army. And that's how they were redeemed. And they went on their way, right? On onto Mount Sinai where some other crazy things happened. But there was a mystery there. There was a, a contradictory truth, it seems, that God said, follow me, but then I'm going to lead you to water where you maybe you can't swim. There are no boats here, right? So sometimes God does stuff that it just seems like it, it just doesn't make sense. And even the things that we love and the truths that we believe, even those truths sometimes don't make sense. So the secret things 
belong to the Lord our God. We'll talk more about that in our very last session together in Mystery Month. We're going to talk about some of the unsolved mysteries of God, some of the unknowables of God. And then there's a verse in Daniel. It's uh, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 28. And the context here is that Daniel has been called in to try and interpret this dream of King Nebuchadnezzar. And, uh, you know, in those days, if you came to the king and you did not interpret the dream properly or give him some sort of, you know, reasonable explanation for that type of thing, then a king in that day would just, I don't know, have you killed, you know, throw you in the furnace chop you up in little pieces, feed you to the bears, whatever. Anyway, this is how Daniel responded. He said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. In other words, All the resources that you have out there will never help you understand these deep things that are going on in life and world with your dreams, O king. But here's the cool verse. The the next verse is so cool. Daniel says, however, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And, of course, the key is to be connected to that God, that he would reveal those mysteries to you. And, of course, Daniel was. And so as we look throughout the Bible, as we travel throughout the Bible, we're going to come to these these huge question marks, and there are many of them. But I've narrowed them down here just to to talk about a few of them. In fact, these mysteries that I'm going to be talking about, actually come out of a book that I've written. It was published a few years back. It's called Uncovering the Mysteries of God. And I just went through my Bible and I just thought, you know, what are some of the, some of these things that, that really kind of play with our minds in the Bible? And they're not just things that we ask, things that we talk about, but also things that, that the world asks and here are a couple of them that we're going, to, we're going to talk about over this next month together. Next time, we're going to talk about the mystery of evil, the mystery of evil and suffering. How can a good God, a loving God, allow such horrible atrocities and such evil to take place in the world today? And we just talked about a few minutes ago, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Well, hey, doesn't sound like he loves the world when he allows all these horrible, bad things to happen to people. I mean, why doesn't God put a stop to things like that? Why doesn't God put an end to evil? If, if he's really a good God, then how come he doesn't break through? Why does he just sit up there? Why is he not doing something about stuff? I mean, this is real stuff. These are real problems and real evil things that are happening down on the earth. And it just seems like God's just kind of yawning up there in heaven. What's the deal with the mystery of evil and suffering? We're going to talk about that. And if you're a Christian, then you're going to understand 
some of the reasons why God allows evil and suffering. We're going to talk about that in our next time. And then we're going to also talk about the incarnation of Jesus Christ. In other words, how can an infinite God, if we believe in the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how can the triune God, like how can one of them come down here and become a man? And what does that even mean? I mean, how can infinity take on finitude? How can a God who is omnipresent only be in one place at one time? How can a God who has all power and all knowledge somehow seem limited in some of his power and knowledge while he's walking the earth? How can Jesus Christ be 100% genuine, authentic man and yet still be 100% sovereign God. How does that even work? We're going to talk about that. The mystery of the incarnation. And then we're going to tackle this whole idea of the mystery of prayer. What does it mean? How does prayer really work? I mean, is it is it sort of a merit system? Where you just, if you if you work up enough points, you know, it's like going to, you know, remember when you used to go to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, you get those little, little tokens, little coupon things, you know, when you would play like skee-ball or whatever, you know, and you would take them to the stand and you would cash them in and you would get stuff for it. You'd get, you know, a decoder ring or stuffed animal or, you know, a fly swatter. I don't know what you get, but you get some kind of toy, right? And you take that because you've earned it. I mean, is that the way prayer works? And why does God not answer all our prayers. And why does the answers, why do the answers to our prayers seem so random? It's like you can pray a hundred times, nothing happens. And then, you know, you just kind of like, you know, you're driving down the road, you just kind of mumble a prayer and then it happens. How does that work? Well, is there a, is there a reason or a rhyme to prayer and how it all works? And I mean, if God already knows what we're going to ask, why do we need to tell him about it? I mean, do we change God's mind through prayer? And if we don't, then why not just let him do what he wants to do and we just get the benefits? I mean, what's what's the point of prayer? Why even pray? So we're going to talk about that mystery. And then we're going to talk about the mystery of the faith, the Christian faith. I mean, what is the Christian faith? What, is that, what does that even mean to say? And how can we legitimately say that we are the only authentic true religion on planet earth. I mean, how does that relate to the Jewish people? How does it relate to the Old Testament? I mean, what does it mean to say we're Christian? Because there are tens of thousands of denominations, of Christian denominations today, and a lot of them won't even talk to each other. That's how divided we are. Is that Christianity? Is that really what it's all about? I mean, why are there so many different belief systems, even within Christendom, how does that work? That's part of the mystery of the faith. So we're going to kind of break out all that white noise and just shut it all out and put on some you know, noise-canceling scripture headphones here. And we're going to be able to just get down to the core of what is Christianity? What is the Christian faith? And, and why is there such mystery there? We'll, we'll dispel that mystery together. Then we're going to talk about the mystery of the kingdom of God. 
You know, Jesus spoke a lot about the kingdom of God. What did he mean by that? And why did he spend so much time talking and these little parable things that when you read them, you just go, what did he just say? What does that even mean? And Jesus even talked about the mystery of the kingdom and how some people get it and some people don't get it. How do we get it? How do, how do we un, unsol, un, uncover that mystery and solve that puzzle there of the kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? We'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about Israel and the nation Israel. And what is the mystery with Israel? Why is Israel just kind of, why are they still around? And what's the deal with these people? I mean, they have, they have been so hated and persecuted and vilified and ostracized and marginalized throughout history. And yet, here they are, still here. And so many other ancient peoples have just gone under the dust and sand of history. And that Israel just keeps turning up. And now she's back in the land and, and there is a nation Israel and there wasn't one for 20 centuries. So how does that even work? What does that even mean? There's a mystery to Israel. And why? Why does God say that he basically puts Israel on the back burner during the church age? Why? What's, what's the deal with that? And why is God going to turn his attention back to Israel in the end times? We're going to slam dunk that mystery. We're going to talk about that. And then finally, as I mentioned before, we're going to talk about some of the, the mysteries and the things that are mentioned in the Bible that we simply may never know. These are going, going to be sort of the lingering questions of the mysteries that we may never solve. I mean, we're talking about things like, hey, where's the Garden of Eden? Is that place even there? Will they ever find the Ark of the Covenant or Noah's Ark? What about Satan and his his power? Does, does, he have, does he have power over Christians? Or what kind of influence or authority does he have? Can demons possess Christians? And if they can't, then what's a demon's relationship with Christians? Can demons even take human form today as they are rumored to have done in the Old Testament. Do angels still visit like they used to? What about that one? And, and the whole thing about angels. We need to do a thing on angels. We'll do a whole thing on angels sometime. That'd be cool. What about this? This is a great question. How come God doesn't do the same kind of miracles he did in the Bible? I mean, wouldn't you just love to see some of that stuff today? I mean, why, why is God just so absent in the, in the realm of miracles or... Is he? Could God be still doing miracles? And if so, what kind of miracles is he doing? So there's so many different things that we could talk about and that we will talk about. We'll address some of those in our last session together. You know, there's a great verse, a couple of verses in Job chapter 11. We'll conclude with this. Job says this, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths of the grave. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. Hey, 
It's great that we have a God that is so incredibly awesome and sovereign that the things about him cause our minds to just overheat and we go, we start tilting right in our minds. And yet God is so cool that he wants us to dive into these mysteries. So we're going to do that of these next few weeks together during mystery month here in the month of October on vintage truth podcast. I really hope you'll join me. It's going to be a blast. You're going to learn a lot. And most of all, you're going to be encouraged and strengthened in your faith in Jesus Christ. Hey, I'll see you here in a couple of days.